welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher. With me today for our quarterly three weird sisters meeting of the witches are Kiki Dombrowski and Susan Demeter. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. It's so good to be back and to spend time with both of you. I know. I'm, I'm getting, this is getting to be habitual. I, I don't know. I, I feel weird if, if, you know, we don't, we wouldn't see each other. So who knows? We'll have to continue this even without recording it sometime. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're here to talk about the summer solstice, which is coming up, although this is probably going to be, well, you know, I could, I could post it a day early. So it's right on the solstice. Maybe that's what I'll do. Um, so how are you ladies celebrating the summer, midsummer sun at its height where it's blazing and burning my skin and all of those wonderful things that it does? Well, right on cue, I just had like this roll of thunder. <laughs> it's it's quite dark and, uh, and stormy <laughs> here at the moment. I don't know how my curse can can reach all the way to Italy, but uh, there is a curse in my family called the Fisher Curse that no matter what it is we're doing, if there's an event and one or worse, more of us are there, there will be thunder, there will be lightning, there will be rain and too much wind. So there you go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to send it to Italy. Oh, that's okay. I find this. I, I, I like. I like the the dark and stormy nights, and uh, and there there's a, its own energy, as you know. Like there's wonderful oh, yeah. magic that can be had from a dark and stormy night. But I I don't want to I don't want to take us away from the summer <laughs> summer <laughs> vibe that we're supposed to be talking about here. But you get the dark and stormy nights in the summer too. Oh yeah, you do. You, you do. Know. I feel like that's such a fun part of of the magic at the summer solstice is anticipating those thunderstorms as long as they're, you know, mild. There's nothing less uncomfortable than having to, you know, hide in the basement, but having a, a more mild rolling thunderstorm come through can feel really, I don't know, for me, it's, it is, it's a magical time. Maybe there's the electricity in the air that. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think most witches I know are like, oh, yeah, thunderstorms. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you can just tap right into that, that energy, that power. Um, and it, it can really spice up any working, any spell. Um, so I, I love them too you know, dark and, and, and stormy nights. And, and of course in summertime, it's um, for me, I, I love it because I'm a swimmer and in the wintertime I like to do like, well, at each turning of the wheel, I like to do like a ritual cleansing and bathing. Um, but in the summer uh, and especially because where I'm at, I have the sea, the Adriatic sea, I have mountain lakes and rivers and streams. And I like to literally submerge myself in the water become part of the water. And that for me, that ritualistic cleansing, uh, being able to do it out in nature is just like, that is, is one of the highlights for me of the summer solstice. Um, of course, I change my altar around as well. I, I bring in uh, different things from outside. Uh, I use this time as well to, um, to energize, um, any of the herbs and wildflowers that I've picked through the spring that I'm going to be using in various workings. 
Um, so for me, it's, it's a joyful time and, and I am able to sunbathe a little bit. I, I, so I am able to go out and, and meditate within the sunlight without it being too harmful to me. It's something we have to obviously be very careful of, um, you know, because it's just like any, any, I guess, poison. <laughs> I mean, so a little bit can be good, vitamin D and that, but too much is not good either. So we yeah, approach yeah. the sun with all due respect. Um, so yeah, it's wonderful. And then of course, midsummers, uh, you know, the, the idea of the veil is again, becoming very thin. We're at the light and the darkness here where I am, like we are filled with the fireflies so it's 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 a wonderful just having them physically present and then the the symbol symbolism of the darkness and the light um you know and the, the slow return towards the darkness and i and i think the fireflies somewhat resemble um symbolically they represent that as well like the sort of the the you know between the lightness and the dark and and mm-hmm. you know redar- rebirth new beginnings again like it's it's for me it's it's a lovely time of year i enjoy all the times of year but i I, i'm a summer person i have to admit (laughs) yeah i like i like it well you yeah go ahead (laughs) oh sorry no i was just going to say wow i i I don't know how much more i can add to that i think you covered a lot of the things that, that i would say i'm also a summer person i've always loved the summer i'm a summer i'm actually a summer solstice baby my birthday is on the 19th of june oh wow so, wonderful yeah that's great so, Gemini, so you're in your power now yeah you know and that's it, it's really interesting too um just personally, I had a lot of health issues last month. Um, as I told you both, you know, um, uh, I've just been really down and out. I feel like I was hibernating. So it's really nice that the strong is at, or, I'm sorry, that the sun is at its strongest and I'm kind of coming out, <laughs> coming out and, and, and finally being able to, to feel at, at, at peak health again. Yeah. I'm really Wonderful. I'm so yeah. happy to hear that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sun has healing properties. I, I'm a grump over here because uh, the sun and I are not the best of friends, but it does have healing properties. And if you were born on the summer solstice, basically, then this is your time. This is, mm-hmm. this is when you're going to be at your peak creativity. You know, you're going to be uh, able to to move with that energy and get outside and really feel the the strength of the sun and let that vitamin D get in there and help all your little cells do their things that they're supposed to be doing that they haven't been doing and that'll be good. So it it, it feels like a beach visit going to the ocean is such a magical opportunity at the summer solstice because you get the purifying magic of the ocean and the salt water. And, um, you know, it's such a a beautiful liminal space being on the shore. Um, And then you could hopefully, if the sun is out and you can tolerate it to an extent, you could, you know, have a little time under the sunlight as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I I make it sound like uh, I hate summer and I don't really. um, uh, I mean, here we have ticks. That's never, and I woke up with one attached to my hand. I didn't even go outside yesterday. I don't know where it came from. Um, but if there is one within, you know, 10 miles of me, it will come and, and stalk me. Uh, and uh, I, do, I do blister in the sun very, very easily. 
And it's really weird. Morgana has said for years that, uh, you know, mom, I've, I've worked in kitchens with you where it gets over a hundred degrees and you're fine. But if you go outside and it's in the nineties, you're about to die. She said, I actually think the sun is the factor that there's something in the UV radiation that just, you don't, you don't get along with. And I said, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I love the beach and I love the ocean and I, I love being out in, in nature at this time, but I have to be careful. I go out in the mornings and I go out in the evenings, especially if I'm somewhere where the sun beats down like the beach and uh, beats down and then reflects back because of course the white sand will, you know, push it up into your face. Even if you have a hat on, you'll, you can still get sunburnt from that. So, uh, when I go to the beach, it's, it's always in the morning and in the evening. And if I'm there during the middle times, either I sit in the shade or I cover myself completely up with a caftan and a hat and sunglasses with a caftan with long sleeves. And I'll still go out into the water dressed like that. I have pictures of me. My cousins laughed at me and pointed and, and just thought it was the funniest thing, but they all took after my mother and her family who all have very dark skin and black hair dark eyes and i took took after my dad who is you know all the recessive genes and that's just that's just how it is but you know you know they just they just thought that was the greatest thing so they're all taking pictures of me like tourists i don't know i didn't love that but (laughs) (laughs) but i had fun uh so yeah and morgana right now is in hawaii doing all of the summer solstice stuff there she is like my mom's family. She's dark skinned. And when the sun hits her, she just tans right up and she's happily cavorting in the, in the Pacific, except she said, mom, you were right. The Pacific is really cold. (laughs) She said, I like it, but it's really cold. I was like, yeah, you know, it's a very different feel. Yep. Yep. She's on the big Island over on the Kona side. Yeah, I found that out when I, I visited California, Southern California, and I just, I, I guess I had this assumption or this, this in my mind that it was going to be warm because it's Southern mm-hmm. California. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But the power of the Pacific, and I mean, I've, I, I'm a swimmer. I, I've, I've swum many bodies of water, and including the Atlantic, but the, there is something about the Pacific Ocean. It is just the power, just even putting your, you know, and not just the tides, but just there's something about the Pacific. It's, it's beautiful. Its Um, energy is really strong. Yes. Yeah. Um, The first time I, I touched the Pacific, I was in Northern California. I was in San Francisco and we went down to the beach and, you know, Zach, I love him, but he hates sand. Um, He grew up in Miami, Florida to him water should be, you know, at least 75 degrees, probably 80, you know, (laughs) because, you know, they have those shallow beaches, you know, that, that the sun warms up and the Atlantic is warmer generally than the Pacific. And so he wasn't going to get into that. I, you know, I just took my shoes off and waded out in my skirt. I didn't care. I have no social niceties, I guess. So I just, went out in my skirt and it was so cold oh and God. I was, it, I, I actually gasped. I was like, oh, 
But it was cool because the Pacific rolled a coin at me as I was coming out because, you know, I, I went out and talked to it. And uh, a Mexican five peso coin from the early part of the 20th century just rolled out of the waves and hit my foot. And I reached down to, there was something shiny and I reached down and I picked it up and it's this old coin. And I was like, wow. So that lives on my altar. That's a cool present. Yeah. I was from the Pacific. (laughs) Yes. I, I was shocked. I was shocked. But yeah, I love that part of the summer and there aren't ticks on the, on the beach. They can't can't come get me. They cannot come get me. (laughs) I live right by the ocean and I'm in the South. So our beach warms up over into the Um, Mm eighties. And one of the things that I love about um, the season right now is that it's turtle season. So the, the mom turtles are coming onto the beach and laying their eggs and, um, there are so many incredible volunteers that live out or go out onto the beach and um, live maybe live on the island or live nearby. And they ensure that all the, the nests are taken care of and blocked off, um, you know, and, and luckily visitors are usually really, really respectful of it. Um, mm-hmm. But it also feels really good to kind of, you know, they, they blockade the area with like, you know, posts and signs that say, please, you know, don't disturb. But you could still sit nearby the nest and there's something that feels very regenerative to be, you know, in that energy zone where there's a little nest of turtle, sea turtle eggs. It's really charming. That's amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 I am. Um, uh, and and funny enough, like I said, I had I'd been under the weather for the last month or so. I haven't even been in the ocean yet this year. Oh. So I love this idea of you know enjoying the summer solstice by finally immersing into Mother Ocean. I moved here to go swimming at the ocean, and I haven't even been in it in the water yet this year. Um, of course, I will be traveling for my for my vacations. So. Um, I'll be celebrating in the Caribbean (laughs) ocean, but also potentially in the middle of of, of a little bit of rocky weather. Um, It is what it is, right? Um, That's part of the season too is, you know, it it is, it's really interesting. It's an interesting um, juxtaposition, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what we would say. You know, there's the weather is absolutely beautiful. The, The nature is at its prime it's, you know, the sun is at its strongest, but the weather also has this incredible power and this ability to, to, to bring a different type of energy in. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's, it's just strength revealing itself in two different ways where there's this like growth and health and abundance and, and, just this this power but you know and then the thunderstorm is also this magic of power and electricity Mm -hmm. but it can be very chaotic very violent very unpredictable very wild you know as you're saying this um there's a rainbow forming out my window so i'm going to take a picture of this so i can send to you that's often yeah that's awesome yes because the sun is coming out on on the yeah put it on the cover a little kind of i might have to 
Okay, I think I've got it because the sky is still dark, but the the sun is just illuminating the mountain. But I can see. Hopefully, it'll come out with my my uh, my phone here. Okay, awesome. I got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you guys because yeah, it's just it's lightly raining now. The sun is like totally illuminating the mountain, and there is a rainbow. So that's, I thought that's amazing. That's just perfect. as you were saying this. Like oh, talking about the, the the energy and, and of the weather and yeah and you know, and the, and the ability to change right yes right. the transformation yes. after the storm yeah yes. exactly I, I I do like thunderstorms a lot and I've had a lot of uh, interactions with them I used to be afraid of lightning. Uh, because I was nearly struck twice, but now I, I realize being nearly struck and not struck is good, not that you should be afraid. Um, so since then, I've I've loosened up, and so during the storm on Monday night that might have turned into a derecho if it, you know, felt like it, which thankfully it did not where we are, a little bit north of us it did, but it wasn't a, a giant one that takes out huge swaths of everything. Uh, it was just small. Uh, there was purple lightning in the sky. Beautiful purple lightning. There's Someone took a video of it in Marietta, which is like, I don't know, 30 miles from us. So I'll, I'll post the video with the description in, the, in this episode because it was just gorgeous. It was just filling the sky, going across, and it was a brilliant lavender purple. It was really, really pretty. I, it was impressive. But yeah, I do like the storms. Uh, the, you know, growing up in West Virginia, we, we tended to have really strong storms. Uh, it's, it's hilly and mountainous. So we didn't tend to have, uh, anything like a tornado that, that was when I was growing up, I think we had one tornado warning and that was it. You know, it's not like being in Ohio where it's like, you know, everyday kind of occurrence. Uh, but thunderstorms would follow the river valleys and would dump huge amounts of water. And to me, that's just as fecund as the ground pushing up all of those plants that it does in the summer. And of course, it needs that water. But again, living in Appalachia, the flooding was was an issue. And you can tell people who've lived in Appalachia because when a huge thunderstorm comes, they they look at their creeks and watch what they're doing. They, like you have to pay attention and either move to high ground or, you know, you know, batten down the hatches, as it were, because it those creeks that look really pretty and sweet sometimes can rise really, really quickly. And it, it's, it's kind of a magical thing. It's, it's violent, as you said, but it's also beautiful. And that's how you create all of our ravines and valleys that make the landscape of Appalachia so pretty. Uh, but it, it's, it is kind of a violent process. It is. Yeah. But it's, it's like the, it's the universe is, is, uh, as my husband Massimo is always reminding me, there's these violent processes. It's not like, you know, when you look up to the stars, it's not as peaceful as you think it is. There's these explosions and things, but out of that, 
you know, we have our, our stars, we have our universe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nebulas look so pretty in the pictures, right? They just yeah. look like all these pretty, you know, I've painted lots of them myself because I think they're really interesting to paint, but it's not just sitting there all pretty and, and colorful and lovely. Those are, there's violent explosions, as you say, to birth stars or later to birth planets. And, and then there's black holes and all of that. So yeah, space is, is really not a, a peaceful, gentle place. No, <laughs> but neither is nature. This is why we have to, no. you know, we approach no. it with respect and, you know, and, and kindness and, you know, it's important to, to approach it that way. Yeah. 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 The, the thing I was thinking about when, when we were all talking is how we really are just, I love this discussion about the element of water. Like it feels like such a watery mm -hmm. celebration, even though, you know, we're really worshiping the sun on this holiday as well. Yes. But for, so, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's just, you're right. You're right. It is a fire holiday. You, you know, the, the old, the old ways were to light big bonfires to symbolize the sun and celebrate the sun. And you burned all of your old stuff on, um, on the solstice or St. John's day as, as the Catholic church appropriated it because people wouldn't stop with the bonfires. So they were like, okay, fine. It's, it's St. John's day. Just, just whatever, you know, burn your stuff. Okay. And so that's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, one of the ritual things that you can do is build your bonfire and get rid of, you know, whatever is holding you back, whatever's outworn, um, whatever's not helping you, you can give it to the sun, give it to the fire. Mm -hmm. um, I think the perfect thing would be to have a bonfire on the beach. This is me. Absolutely. Um, because then you have the water and the fire. And of course, a storm, a thunderstorm is water and fire and air mixed all together. And if it strikes, if lightning, you know, goes from cloud to ground, then you have earth as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. A, a, a big bonfire is the, the traditional way to celebrate. And I think that's, that's a lot of fun. And a lot of the pagan festivals that I used to go to in the summertime, it was usually after summer solstice. It was in July that we'd go. Um, but we still had big bonfires and that was like the big apex, the, the big climax of the, of the festival was over these big bonfires that you could, you know, throw your unuseful things into not things, but ideas, write it on a piece of paper, throw it in, get rid of it, dance around it. A lot of good release of, of energy and, and emotion that maybe wasn't so helpful to you. Well, and the wonderful thing about the beach too, and the idea of a large bonfire on the beach is of course, then you can celebrate all the elements, you know, yeah. the, the, the air and the, and, and the water and, and the fire you know, and the earth that all come together to, um, to, to bring forth life, which I think that this, 
you know, solstice is, is, is in our hemispheres about life and, and the external, the physical energies, whereas the winter solstice is more about the shadow and being cozy in the darkness. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a different energy, but I, I really like the idea of a bonfire on the beach if, you know, if we can, and if we can, if like, I mean, you know, for people that are, are at home in, in the city, you know, if you're not close to, to the ocean, there's ways to bring in the elements into your home um, and celebrate them anyway. Like, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, here I'm lucky because now living very rural, I can go out and pick wildflowers. But when I lived in Toronto, I, I kind of relied on the farmer's markets, um, Mm -hmm. going out and being able to, to get herbs and things, which now I, I'm, you know, I'm very blessed and fortunate to be able to go out and pick here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I can go out and forage, do my foraging, um, but there are, there are all sorts of ways that you can, you know, um, celebrate the, the, the summer solstice and the, and, and the light and, and the wonderful energy that is summer, you know, despite the yeah. text. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and of course the veil, it's, it's, you know, it's thinning. So it's a, it's a good time to do spirit work as well and to connect with, um, mm-hmm. you know, your spirits and, and, and another way to do that is, is to, you know, learn the folklore of your, of your area, of your region and, you know, immerse yourself. Interact in with it. Yes. Interact yeah. with it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much, uh, you know, a, a folk witch. I, I like, you know, being really immersed in part of now living in, in Italy, in rural Italy, in the mountains is really learning about, you know, the folklore here and the, the flora and the fauna here and, and, and really trying to honor that um, and being, you know, in, in, in place, in my place here. So that's, that's another, another thing that I'm going to be doing. Like I said, it's this weather permitting, um, as I hope to take a nice, um, cleansing bath in the, in the, in the local mountain lake that I love here. (laughs) And And I've seen your photographs of it. It's beautiful there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so lovely to just submerge and, and, you know, and have the fish swimming around you. And, and I find it, it just, I just love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, a, way it's a beautiful nature. place. Yeah. A way to honor nature and, and, and honor our, our, our star, our sun. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Nope. Oh. oh, I was just going to say, I, I, when you were talking and also I looked at the rainbow pictures, they're really beautiful (laughs) and I can hear the birds in the background and I feel like it's just such a lovely soundtrack to Mm -hmm. (laughs) a discussion on the summer solstice. Um, When you were talking about picking the herbs and everything, it made me think that this is such a valuable holiday to green witches as well, because now you're really starting to see um, the garden blossoming. I know that traditionally, um, now that I live on an island and actually live right by a marsh, so I don't really have the same set of flowers and herbs that I used to, but the summer solstice was definitely a holiday where I would go out and um, start to see what I can get out of my garden or if there were any wild flowers in the yard. Um, yeah. Because under that strong sun, I just felt like they radiated this really wonderful energy. Mm-hmm. Um 
And Barbara too, I, you had mentioned the, the summer festivals and it reminded me of how I always, you know, because I was in Tennessee for all, about 12 or 13 years. And um, there's this really beautiful location called Old Stone Fort. And it's, you know, it's, it's like a beautiful, I guess it's a state park. I don't know if it's a state park or um, town park or whatever it is, but it's this archeological site where the, um, the, the native Americans who lived there actually created mounds and walls that were at the time aligned to the summer solstice. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into this location, you're actually, it's a very, very magical space. It's almost like a, like it's, it's, it's like this peninsula where you're surrounded by waterfalls and creeks, but you're on this land and it's aligned with the sun. So again, we've got the fire and the water. Mm -hmm. So the funny thing about Old Stone Fort is it's located in Manchester, Tennessee. Um, and there's another really big event that happens at the summer solstice now in, in this area, and it's called Bonnaroo. <laughs> and so I always like to say that Tennessee, you know, still celebrates the summer solstice. We just, you know, celebrate it in a different fashion. Instead of being an old stone fort, we're down the road at Bonnaroo. So I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like and, that. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I, I've always really, um, been really drawn to locations that are aligned, you know, with the calendar and, and, and knowing that there are places around the world that are situated to celebrate the summer solstice is really wonderful. Um, I've never gone, but have either of you been to Stonehenge on the summer solstice? I hear it's a big party. I haven't, but I would love to. And I'm actually yeah. not that far at this point in time. So no, you you're not. Never know. <laughs> Now we can all travel again. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so amazing, right? Yeah. So it's it's yeah. it's a possibility for sure. Um, and yeah, I did. I, I've heard it's a big party too. So <laughs> yeah, there in Glastonbury is also high on my list. So oh, yeah. see. Glastonbury is beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, it's an like it's a time for fire magic, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Creativity is high too mm -hmm. this time of year. Um, so, what what kind of creative projects are you two working on? That you know, if you can talk about them, if they're not big secrets. <laughs> well, I'm 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 still working on the uh, the tarot project, the ufology tarot. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm also I I make my own art as well. Um, so I'm working on a canvas right now. But Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of emerging like these. Sometimes I have an, an idea of what I want. And other times I just sort of put paint on the canvas and see what happens. So I I'm, do both, too. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of in that that ladder process right now. I'm just kind of working with colors and things and seeing what's going to come out. <laughs> yeah you I feel know. that yeah I feel that yeah so that that's that's what I'm doing creatively at the moment oh. Kiki I can't what are wait you for that to? tarot <laughs> I know yeah. oh, um well I, you know like um I, I I'm actually very very overdue um on my tarot book um the first draft is done so I'm now going to um edit 
and get that to the publisher as soon as I can. But um, I really do. I feel like I just woke up from hibernation. So I'm really far behind. And one of the things I noticed too, when I was feeling under the weather, I had writer's block. I just didn't want to do anything, but I read a lot. And um, the other creative project I'm working on right now, I actually have to thank you, Barbara, because you your work inspired me to start doing visual art and I'm, yeah I'm doing collages which nice. I mean you know I'm not I'm not a, a professional but it's a really cathartic way for me to just be creative um mm -hmm. you know so maybe one of my my magical suggestions to listeners especially at the summer solstice because we're growing things it could be a really wonderful abundance project to work on something creative where you're um drawing, writing, collaging, illustrating, composing something that represents the things that you want to manifest in your life. Um, so the thing that I loved about doing the journaling and the collaging is, is this is actually like I've been calling it, it's thawing me out. It's, it's, it's helping remove the writer's block and it's making me more excited to be creative again. That's, That's excellent. Yeah. I also want to I want to point out there's no such thing as a professional art journalist. Okay, uh, so doing an art journal, there's nobody who's professional at it. Just keep doing it. And the next time you have writer's block, go to your art journal. It almost always picks that apart and and unties that knot. I think of writer's block as being like a knot. It's almost like instead of a knot in your stomach, it's a knot in your head that something got tangled and then you start having those self-doubts and you start having that imposter syndrome nonsense. And art journaling, if you go from thinking in words to doing some pictures with words, it will often tease apart whatever it is that's in your head that's blocking you. So you just, just, just switch over. And it almost always you'll get something out of it that will take you right back to being able to write. Thank you. At least in my experience. And I'm very glad to see that. It looks great. Oh yeah. Um, it's it it's so much fun to do. Um and 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 I think that's such great wisdom. I appreciate it. And um it, every single one of the pages that I work on has imagery from tarot. So I know that it's in mm -hmm. my belly and it is. It's 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 unraveling or it's thawing out. Um, mm -hmm. So it's such a great recommendation. Um, might be something I want. Well, I'll be on vacation, but when I get back, maybe I'll, I'll do more collaging and yeah, it'll, it'll help. It really does. It, it, yeah. it, it pulls things out of you that you, you know, consciously don't necessarily know are there to be pulled out. And you'll get ideas. I actually suggest people who keep dream journals to also do a collage or sketching or whatever with your dream journal because you will find through the use of color and uh, image that you will sort of uh, capture more of your dream than you would have just by writing it down. So Absolutely. that's another thing I suggest to people. That's a great idea. And I feel like because of Midsummer's Night's Dream, 
the mm-hmm. summer solstice is also aligned with with dream magic and dream work and yeah. um, paying attention to those messages a little bit more and maybe that that you know ties into the idea that you know um, there's a thinness to that veil there's this this I don't know I always I always call the the fairy season or the fae season Beltane and um, uh, the summer solstice. Um, and this to me seems maybe it's nature is thriving. So the spirits of nature are also out and about. Um, maybe that that's the connection for me, but I know in tradition, you know, a lot of people put offerings out to the Fae, um, either at Beltane or at the summer solstice. Um, so there is this dreamy side, um, this otherworldly magic to, mm-hmm. um, the longest day and the shortest night. Yeah, Absolutely. I think so. I think so. Um, I and I'll I'll echo Susan's talk about the uh, lightning bugs, or as most people call them, fireflies. And in, in uh, Appalachia, we call them lightning bugs, and <laughs> that's that's how we say it, lightning bugs. And uh, they, again, are the kindling of light in darkness. Mm-hmm. So they keep that that summer sun in even in the night and of course our days are so long especially as you go up north in in north america the days get longer and longer and longer i remember visiting when i was a kid visiting my aunt and uncle who lived on lake erie like you go out the back door there's lake erie right there boom you climb up the dike and there it is you know water and sky that's it there it is and uh, I remember being somewat confused because it would be 10 o'clock at night and there would still be light. And the twilight lasted so, so long. Whereas in West Virginia, we had hills that would eventually block, you know, the sunset. And you would have a little bit of twilight, but not like, you know, that far up north, you know. And so uh, that whole summer sun lasting longer is is a really really creative time i think you don't sleep as much the birds get confused and they'll sing in the middle of you know the night sometimes i remember that (laughs) yeah yeah they're singing like like crazy there yeah i'm sitting here being being a bird nerd going, what, what kind of birds are those? Oh, <laughs> They're in Italy. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I wish I could see them. <laughs> well, we, have, we have sparrows that, that have nests up in our roof here. Um, oh. There's all sorts of beautiful birds here. But yeah, they're, they're singing. They're so happy that the rain is, is kind of gone. But I mean, it's, it's almost nine o'clock at night here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're just having fun. They, they swoop around in the... They chase each other. It's 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 wonderful to watch them. It's just a joy to, yeah. to watch the birds playing out. And yeah, it's it's part of the whole summer scene, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can tell on my Facebook that I hang out with bird nerds because everybody's you know posting pictures of baby birds learning to fly and everything. Oh. And so yeah, that's I love that. I just and that's part of my summer thing too. Also is seeing seeing what the birds are up to, but I do that every season of the year. So I, yeah. I don't know why that's not really a summer thing. That's a Barbara thing. She just is always looking out the window or going out into the yard and, you know, poking her nose into things, finding birds. 
months. <laughs> is, uh, is the summer solstice a really good time for bird watching? Like, or does it depend on where you are in the world and the migration of the, the bird? It depends. It really does depend. But about this time is usually when the first or second uh, crop of babies are learning to fly. And then you have often a third hatching and that's for songbirds. This isn't for like owls do one hatching a year. The larger birds do one hatching hawks, eagles. Um, But even so around now is when you start seeing the young ones, you know, out and about with their parents. Like around here we have a crow family that's been nesting, near our house for I want to say 10 years. They're not as close as they used to be because a red-tailed hawk mama moved in and they don't get along and she pushed them out because well she's she's bigger and can eat them. So you know, she she pushed them out, but they're still in the neighborhood and they're still close enough that I can hear each year's baby. They usually have one, sometimes two. But their call is different from the adult crows. The adult crows have the crow call everybody knows. But the babies have this very nasal. They don't have the hard consonant C sound, the k k at the beginning. It sounds like m. So they say ma, ma. And it sounds like they're calling for mom. And so every, they're close enough that I can, you know, w- when I open the windows, I can hear, ma, ma, ma. It's so amazing uh, because I know that what she's doing is she's teaching them how to forage for food and she's not feeding them instantly. And they're trying to get her and, and dad to feed them. So I know that somewhere out there, this is happening. Um, this is also when a hawk and a, and a, falcon learn to learn to fly too so they're they're learning to fly and hunt so there's all kinds of bird drama out there you can watch at midsummer i like the hawk and the falcon they feel like they have such a strong association with sun energy they do and there's some there's some metaphorical lesson in there about them learning to fly and hunt on their own at the summer solstice i know there's something in there i gotta think on it <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it they are solar um symbols mm-hmm. they are in many many uh traditions and uh i see i mean i that's one of my uh uh sort of animal omens is birds and uh red-tailed hawks in particular but all raptors we but, have golden uh, golden eagles here and i think oh, you would love so them beautiful. yeah they are they they really are beautiful we have we have hawks as well but the there's something about the golden eagle for me that also symbolizes the sun and that type of energy and when you see them swooping up and over through the mountains um on their hunting expeditions and that it's, they're just so beautiful. They really they're are amazing. Are they're amazing. amazing flyers. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have golden eagles. We have bald eagles though, that, um, nested near the river and you can, you can watch them hunting for fish, fishing and, and, uh, stalking over in the, in the water. You can see them do that. Um, and then the hawks hunt, well, they hunt songbirds. 
and they also hunt squirrels and rabbits. So, you know, you get to watch all of that excitement. But yeah, the, the babies are learning. So you're right. There is something sort of exciting about that. They'll, you know, they'll they'll have that strong energy. I do have a, I don't know if I've told the story about uh, a female hawk bringing me a, a message once. Um, I had, uh, I'd had my breast exam done and uh, the mamma mammogram and she found a, a lump. And so she called me and told me. And it was the day before we were to drive to a nearby city, Columbus, Ohio, um, which is about an hour and 15, 20 minutes away. And the whole drive, and I, I got scared. I was like, oh my God, no. You know, nobody in my family has ever had that except one great aunt. But oh my God, you know, here it is. Uh, uh. And so the whole drive, usually I see red-tailed hawks by the side of the road up on um, fences or trees, watching the flatland next to the road, looking for something to, to eat. You know, they're hunting or they're flying, you know, and I didn't see one. Usually I see at least three. And I didn't see one. And I was like, oh, my God, that is such a terrible omen. Oh, no. Now, did I talk to my family about this to, you know, be relieved? No, I did not. This is not a good thing, people. Don't do that. Talk to your family when you get nervous or scared about something. So I was just, oh, no, I didn't see a hawk. This is bad. So we got home. Didn't see him on the way home. And the next morning, I was walking into the kitchen to get coffee started. And we have three really big windows in our dining room. And our dining room is, is everything in our house is at least on second floor level because it's built into a hillside. So we're up in the trees. It looks like you live in a tree house. When you look out any of the windows, there's trees everywhere. And as I'm walking, I look out the window because that's what I do. And there is a giant red-tailed hawk sitting on a branch five feet from the window looking right in. Wow. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I recognized she was a female because she was so big in that particular family of uh, raptors, the females are bigger than the males usually. And so I looked at her and I'm like, I, okay, I should stop worrying. Huh? <laughs> and I just stared at her and she stared at me. And as soon as I said, I, I guess I need to stop worrying and like, just call the doctor and clarify this. She, she just sort of shrugged and, and flew away, you know, spread her wings and they were huge and she flew away and I was like, oh, my God. And so I, I told Morgana and, and Zach, and they were like, why didn't you say something about being so nervous? Why why did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. And uh, Morgana was like, oh, Mom, she was probably sitting there going, the, the universe was probably like, okay, we got to send somebody because she's fretting. So, you know, they sent her, and she's probably sitting there going, she's going to come through here soon. I have to wait. There she is. Stop worrying. Okay, you got it? Leaving. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, I, I called the doctor and you know, they, they did an ultrasound and now yeah, I didn't even have to have a biopsy. It was a fluid filled cyst. Hmm. Um, and the, uh, the, uh, ultrasound operator, the tech was really funny. She's like, okay, I'm not supposed to tell you this because suppose, you know, the, the, the doctor's supposed to read it, but I've been doing this for 20 years. I know what a fluid filled cyst looks like. Just, I'm just saying, don't tell them I told you, but you looked nervous. So I'm telling you, I think it's dumb that they make you wait a whole 12 hours to hear it. So that was good. And so the universe is, is kind. So it's wonderful. Yeah. And it was around the summer solstice too, which is why I thought of it. That's wonderful. Yeah, that is. That is that the, the, the universe was able to give you that message through something that you would recognize immediately. Yes. Yeah. As Loud a and clear. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was like, if I didn't get it that time, I'm afraid what they would have had to do, you know, what, <laughs> what I mean, I don't yeah. know <laughs> what they would have probably been something really, really, really strange. Because I thought that was really obvious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you would get like a UFO or something, you know, something. Because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like that. Like yeah. sometimes I can really read into, mm -hmm. um, you know, some obscure type of, of symbolic content or something or a message that is, is, is hard to decipher. But the other yeah. times, no, I need to be. And that's probably why I've had multiple UFO experiences because sometimes I need something that dramatic to go, whoa, okay, I'm not, I can't ignore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'm just thinking about that because I, I actually am a breast cancer survivor. And wow. during that entire process, I had a lot of synchronicity that was related to um, UFO experience, which actually helped in my healing process as far as like mentally taking me out of the moment of having to deal with cancer treatments and focusing mm -hmm. on UFOs. Because at that time, it came in at a time when, um, which I, I discuss a bit in my book, um, uh, when I was going through cancer treatments, I got a job offer to work on the UFO problem um for the canadian military and it was like this is my dream job how is this possible i'm going through cancer well obviously i'm going to survive because i have to do this this work so yeah. that that was kind of my my thing which didn't which was more of the winter solstice but you know it still um, had to do with the sun though yeah it had to do with the i sun. mean think about it you were in a dark time of your life. So very dark time. Yeah. And the winter solstice is about the return of the light. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It was right at that time too, in December that I had surgery. And then by the time the surgery was done and I got to see the oncologist, it was very close to that time of the, the winter solstice and Christmas time and all that. So it was, there's a lot of symbolic, um, and, and like you said, a time of darkness, going through like a, a personal dark night of the soul at that point. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think, um, I think that it did take that, that UFO, um, because I was, I was just in such a state that, um, <laughs> that oh, I yeah. needed something really, really wild to kind of make me pay attention. 
and say, it's going to be okay. Things will be. And I'm glad it worked too, because, you know, I had just the little tiny scare and I was completely out of my mind with, with being dopey. Like my rationality and logic just went boom, it's gone. It's gone. And I do try to be rational and logical in most dealings. So it was really bad. So I can only imagine how you felt. Well, it's, it's, and at the time I, I had only, um, my only experience with it was with two friends who had sadly passed away because of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, like, um, it's, it's very scary. And, and I'm just, with this discussion, I don't know, I guess it's important that, that we're having it. I remember when I, I found my own lump and I wanted to ignore it. I didn't really want to deal with it. And I, I started hearing a voice, um, that was more or less encouraging me, a familiar spirit more likely than not. Uh, and it kind of helped me to kind of you know, force myself into the doctor, into having it done, into having a biopsy, um, which was all very, very scary. But Mm -hmm. had I gone with my instincts of, I just, I don't want to deal with this. I want to pretend like it's not happening um, and just go off and do whatever, then it could have been much worse. So and and yeah and if and we and it's a time too when we we we, if we should um try and rely on our family our loved ones or any support good friends any kind of support and there is support out there for people that are are going through these types of diagnosis which are, are shocking and and i encourage that that turn to whoever you feel you can trust and 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 trust in the universe that you know things might be okay you know? Yeah. 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 But always, li- if you hear a voice that's telling you to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Yeah. Just all of y'all out there, go to the doctor when you hear that. Exactly. Um, and this is the- the- go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, listening to both of your stories, it's, I mean, they're inspiring and moving stories. And I think they tie into maybe what I believe is the metaphorical lesson in the birds learning how to forage and hunt is, and and it also goes along with storms and turbulent times as well Is maybe with the summer solstice, one of the the lessons or some of the magic is, is survival. And I don't mean that in sort of like a primitive way, but in just, you know, what are the things in your life that allow you to survive and sustain um, who is your support system, whether it's family, friends, or when you hear a voice calling the doctor, um, you know, what is it that keeps you in a space of power and a space of wellness? Um, so it's just, th- those are really powerful. And it's really fascinating too, because I have really severe health anxiety. So I'm always at the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so I always hear the voice that tells me to go to the doctor. Um, but it's it's one of the things that I do to remain secure and, and in a space, uh, you know, I have a, I have a really wonderful support system to help me move through that and, and work yeah. on, you know, Excellent. feeling better. Yeah, that's but, a really good reading of the, the symbolism there. It is that that, you know, and yes, even if you have health anxiety, just go to the doctor. Just don't <laughs> don't not go. Everybody don't not go. Yeah. Because that's that's not the way to do it. Yeah. 
and and one of the way one of my support systems too, especially with that anxiety and 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 in a lesson of survival was going. You know what? I think I want to go see a therapist and really not feeling awkward or uncomfortable about that. And now I just I love her. I have to see her just to talk, to catch up, and to to work, do the work to to, yeah. to get through that. Yeah. And that's, and that's my method because you can't, you know, and this goes back, Barbara, to, to, to the worry that you had, you can't be in that fight or flight 24 seven all the Good time. God, no. mm-hmm. yeah. That's awful. So it, again, hearing that voice, like you should look for that support system. How are you going to, 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 to be in a secure space? Yeah. I like that. And yes, I, I cannot say too many good things about therapy. It really does help if there's anything you can't magic yourself out of everything. And part of magic is doing the other work that makes the magic work better. So, you know, you you do the work and anytime that you do the work in therapy and improve your own mental health and your own emotional health and your own happiness, you are helping everyone around you. And sometimes you can inspire others to reach out and get, you know, get their emotions and traumas and whatever is in their heads holding them back worked on and get them guidance in, in working to, to fix those things that, you know, are messed up. You know, you can't just wander around like that as, as Kiki said, you can't have the the fight or flight for a long, long time because not only will I know this because I have PTSD. Um, it, it doesn't just mess up your mind and your emotions; it messes up your body. It's exhausting. Yeah, mm-hmm. self care is so important. Yeah, uh, and it's something that we should look forward to at the solstice as well. Like if it helps to mark, you know. Um, our self-care, you know, like doing the ritual bathing, cleansing, spiritually, physically, our space, our inner space, our outer space at the solstice or, you know, as the wheel turns, then it's, it's a good time to do that and to remember how much, how important it is, like, to self-care. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me think, too it's such a, it's such a physical time. Like everything Mm -hmm. is growing, everything. So what can we do to remember that we have to manage this body um, at this time? Like how can we manage it? And that goes back to the survival. You know, what are we doing to to maintain this? You know, what does self-care mean to you? Does it mean, you know, just taking those baby steps and creating a collage journal? Does it mean, you know, bird watching? Does it mean, meditating at a retreat in Greece. I don't know. <laughs> I really would like to do that. So if anybody <laughs> yeah. would, would like to help me on my, on my own <laughs> journey, um, you know, I just think that that might be something and that's empowering too. You bring back your power when you, when yeah. you do self care. Well, celebrate, celebrating what brings you joy, you know, really thinking about what brings you joy is it like you said is it making art is it meditating is it you know sitting out in a summer evening and watching the fireflies whatever it is that brings you you joy you know that's something to celebrate as well 
really yeah yeah and it makes me think of the sun card in tarot mm-hmm. yeah know, the sun card is all about joy and happiness and pleasure illuminating what is going well and so maybe that's another lesson that we could think about at the summer solstice is what brings us joy um and that's a big tough am- thing to answer i don't think that that's just like oh well you know well maybe it isn't i know i, I know cats is a really easy answer for me books <laughs> <laughs> books Good food. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Susan's in Italy. Good food is always an answer. (laughs) Oh, yum. (laughs) So maybe there are those really, those, those decadent, simple pleasures that, that bring us joy. And maybe there are things that we could really dive deep into and say, well, you know, things that bring me everlasting joy or, you know, I don't know meditating, um, cats, helping people, cats, yeah. <laughs> you know, teaching, um, learning. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot. It's, it's multifaceted. I'm trying to really get to the point is, is that self-care doesn't necessarily just need to be going to the salon and getting a mani-pedi. That could be part of it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. But it can be a really deep journey into yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's important for everyone to remember when we talk about witches and witchcraft, um, it's a very physical thing. And I know that a lot of, uh, sort of, at least in the United States, the Protestants in particular are kind of like body. Mm -mm. No, that's over there. We don't, we don't want, no, 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 no. Sinful things happen there we're not having that, you know, and they get very finger wavy about anything having to do with the body. Don't eat too much. Um, don't like your body because it's sinful and all of that. And that's really, I mean, that's, that's bad for everybody. Yeah. It messes with everybody's self-esteem, but it really messes with women and girls, I can say. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always attracted to witchcraft because it is very embodied It is very, you know, all acts of love and pleasure are my rituals. That is something that, you know, I had to have kind of drilled into my head because I tried really, really hard to be a good little Protestant kid. It didn't work. It didn't take because there was lots of illogic happening in all of those lessons. You know, because if your body's bad, why do we have them? It doesn't make much sense, does it? No, it doesn't. But that, that's, that's also kind of what we're talking about with, you know, take care of your body, love your body. Mm-hmm. Your body is how you interact with nature, with the earth, with other people, with your cats, with, and food. Oh my goodness. Eat good food, you know, and no matter what size and shape your body is, it is precious. And Absolutely. remember that. And the sun is good for your body in decent doses. You know, don't, don't, don't go out and get skin cancer, y'all. Don't be doing that. But, you know, it, it provides vitamin D, which is something that we need to make our hormones work. It, it does all sorts of different things and bodily processes all over your body. Um, mostly it has to do with metabolism and, and hormonal, um, synchronization and and work and it it creates other chemicals that your body needs for cellular function so you know that is that is a good thing and and 
you know, I think Kiki bringing it back around to self-care, that's, that's, that's right. You know, the sun reminds us that everything is physical. The rain reminds us that everything is physical. Yes, we are spiritual beings, but right now we live on a material plane in bodies that are physical. So we, if we get too spiritual and too intellectual and ignore the body, we're kind of, we're kind of only experiencing part of life. You have to have all of life. Enjoy it. You know, you're here. Enjoy it. Go, go to the beach, you know, make a bonfire, make art, eat good food. You know, if you're going to have the calories, make sure they're good ones. You know, and if you can have some good sex too. Yes, yes. yes. I, one of us had to say it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Whether with yourself or somebody else or exactly. lots of somebody else's, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> well, and, and it makes me think of June is also a wedding season. So yeah. this is a season of love. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be a very, you know, traditional type of love this could be self-love this could be love with other people it could be romantic it could be platonic it could be just again you know turning self-love or self-care into self-love or even asking the questions what does a loving relationship feel like what does it look like how does it behave Mm -hmm. um maybe it's a time where you do the work on you know how to experience or express love in a healthy manner, um, whether that's physical or romantic or emotional. Um, I love that idea of bringing up the physical and, you know, it's a season, it's the season of love. So of course, sex is part of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, all those bird babies came from somewhere, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) They did. Somebody did something to get those babies. And, and that's what all the flowers are doing. That's what yeah. the bees are doing. I mean, that's there's a reason it's called the birds and the bees. Oh. Because that's all the stuff. That's what all the fireflies the, are the, doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lightning bugs. Yeah. Yep. There you go. You almost got the southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on you. You'll I get tried. it. You'll get it. You'll get it. You got to draw it out a little bit more. You've got that... that uh, Canadian Northern, yeah. you want to clip your words off a little bit. You get it and draw it out. Kiki knows she lived in Tennessee. I I have certainly incorporated y'all into oh, yeah. my language. And, but it's funny. I went up to Connecticut and somebody said, where did you learn to use the word y'all? And I said, in, in Paris. <laughs> because we say <laughs> so, yeah. so it made perfect sense that I would incorporate y'all into my language. So. It is a very, very good non-gendered plural. And so you can, you can use it in many, many circumstances. And yes, I use y'all all the time and I'll write it. I got, I actually got a a comment on uh, one of our episodes, one of my episodes where I'd said, Hey y'all. And somebody was like, y'all is just a, that's lazy writing and it's grammatically incorrect. It's not a real word, but I was like the Merriam-Webster dictionary and the OED disagree with you. So <laughs> <laughs> the OED has, has added it. So there you go. 
go argue with the with the Brits who write that stuff. There you go. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was really funny to to look at that and go, that's all you gotta say. <laughs> and we just we talked about all kinds of things in that episode. All you're gonna go go on about is I said, y'all, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> really? Jeez. You need a cat. It'll make you happier. Cats <laughs> really cure many wonderful. things. They do. Really wonderful. They do. <laughs> and cats worship the sun. They are the best sun worshipers ever. They are the easiest to uh, observe in in modern life because there's if you don't have a cat, somebody has a cat. And if nobody around you has a cat, then there's the internet, which is full of everybody else's cats. And there's lots and lots of pictures of them worshiping the sun, which they very much do. And you can learn to worship the sun from them, <laughs> if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So take a good nap. <laughs> Always. Take a good nap in the sun. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just or, be careful. You know, be yeah, careful. hide under a caftan and take a nap in this <laughs> with an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or because you know, like for for people that do have to worry more about skin cancer, you know, you could the nights are warmer in the northern hemisphere. Oh yeah. So you just build a bonfire, and and this yep. is this is a way to honor the fire energy of the sun, um, yep. while being you know skin safe too. Right? Being like, mindful of your own body's needs. Exactly. Because yeah. I mean, it is, that's one of the wonderful things for me too about summers. I like to sit out at night and I'm, I don't like the cold, even though I was born in January, you'd think I, and in Canada, you'd think I'd like the cold. No, 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 no. I don't like the cold. I don't like feeling cold. But uh, and, uh, for me, like, um, you know, June, a nice June evening sitting out, late up into the night um if not all night i just love it you know because it's warm yeah and and the symphony of 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 sounds of from nature just hearing the crickets like i could almost hear the birds chirp in rhythm just thinking about a june night outside just the the sounds outside are so soothing yeah absolutely yeah yeah and there's all kinds of sleep too yeah yeah well, in the South, it used to be you had uh, sleeping porches that were screened in to keep the bugs out, but it was cooler than than sleeping in your house. So, you know, it's it's open on three sides with screens that, you know, are as big as you can possibly have the opening so the wind can go through. So it breezes. Another Another word for those screened in porches besides sleeping porch was breezeway. That was another word that we used. And uh, people used to sleep outside, you know, before air conditioning. That's what you did. You slept out there. And it, you always had the beautiful sound of the of the insects and the the birds when they would occasionally. On, on full moon nights in the, win- in the summer, birds will sing at night because it's so bright. Mm-hmm. And that's a soothing, beautiful sound. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And here, like in in Italy, one of the things I've had to get used to is we don't have screened in windows um, or on our our porches. It's it's wide open. 
Um, but I've also, because we're up in the mountains too, we don't really need the, the air conditioning because there's a lot of cross draft up yeah. here, but it, it is one of the things that I, I kind of got used to. I love it because it, I feel more, um, you know, able to, I'm, I'm more closer to the actual nature than if I had the screens, but I'm mm-hmm. a big Canadian and having to deal with black flies and mosquitoes and things. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you have to have Ooh. your screens. So like the first year here, I was like, oh, this is, you know, can I leave my windows like wide open like this all night long? Like, you know, you get used to different ways yeah. of living. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. We, ha- we have mosquitoes and God awful you know bugs that bite and ugh. yeah so screens that would that would weird me out the first time I experienced it would be what do you mean we're just gonna leave this don't animals come in we have raccoons that would just be right there yeah. in your house don't you exactly well yeah. and that's the thing they don't have raccoons here so they can they can get away with that or just putting their garbage out so like it was, it's something to get what? used to that's like so we weird. do we do occasionally have like a bat will fly in you know, well, yeah. i've gotten used to it. i mean i live in the in the country i live in very rural so um and we do have mosquitoes too but it's not the same as like in north america where you where you have the black flies and and like tons and tons of mosquitoes it's um, blue bottles yeah so, so it's something to get used Horse to but I, I, I i've gotten used to it now so if i ever move back to to north america it'll be kind of weird to have screens again like, oh you know but definitely <laughs> needed needed for sure i do remember the first time i found out about europeans not having screens in their windows and it shocked me because i i was talking with someone on a message board this is you know this was back in the day before the internet had all the cool stuff and <laughs> we just had, you know, bulletin boards and we were happy. We didn't know. And we had to go uphill both ways to go to school as well in the snow barefoot. Um, but this, this man was telling a story about um, he woke up and there, there a crow had flown across the room and he didn't know if he was dreaming or if it it was real. And I didn't know where this person was from. And I was like, how could it be real? <laughs> it can't go through a screen, you know? And then this other guy was like, what are you talking about, a screen? And I'm like, the screen. You put those in your windows so that, like, the bugs can't get in. And the the dude was actually from uh i think he was i think he was from germany and he he was like no i, I we don't have screens and i'm like well how do you keep the animals out of your house and they were like where do you live <laughs> do you live in the wilderness what are you talking about <laughs> i was like well in america even if you don't live in the wilderness, you do have animals like possums and, and raccoons and squirrels that will get into your house. In fact, some of them will chew through screens to get into your house anyway. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, well, that's so strange. But you live in the wilderness of America, right? I'm like, no, I live in a city, actually. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah. you have animals wandering around your city? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and and you just have your window open. I mean, 
wow, that's so cool. And they were like, but you have to keep the animals out of your house. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. Don't want to wake up with a raccoon, you know, begging for, for breakfast at the foot of your bed. That's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I do miss them though. I do. I, uh, I know they're so cute. There. They are, they are. And we can live with them. You know, we can yeah. we just have to, yeah. you know, make sure that we honor that they, they have a right and, and, and a place, you know, within our community. They're so it's, smart too. They are. They're very smart. Um, but, uh, but that's another thing with the, at this time of year, you know, with the physicality and the nature and honoring nature and, and it's another, you know, for some of us, we can start thinking maybe about climate change too and what we could do, mm -hmm. um, you know, to help with that, even in small ways. Um, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because as we speak, there's a huge uh, heat wave um, in the South. I know here uh, I'm in Savannah. Um, it feels like 110 degrees outside. And this is something that, you know, is surely related to climate change. Same with, you know, the turbulent weather in the Caribbean that I'm going to mm -hmm. face. They're saying that hurricane season is going to be really rough and, and long and, and, and we thought last year's hurricane season was bad, but. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, we have to consider what is it that we can do to honor the planet that we live on mm -hmm. and, and be better to that, to, to the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely lobby some uh, government officials and uh, corporations to do their part because they're in a position to do even more good than individuals. But yes, if we can do good as well, do it. Plant trees. That's mm. plant. Trees. If anybody ever asks me, if there's one thing they can do other than, you know, pester the, the government and the corporations, which I'm always up for that. That's a, always a good choice. They're always doing something wrong. Um, is uh, plant trees. Mm. That is, that is an easy way to do it. And in, a, in the United States, you can usually get them from the department of agriculture. Mm. If not for free, for very inexpensive. For local and native. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seed yeah. bomb. Seed bombing is another way to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we brought that up at springtime yeah. too, or yeah. gorilla gardening and, yeah. and trying to, you know, yeah. scatter seeds of local and native. Mm -hmm. Oh, and if and if you like li if you like the lightning bugs, turn off your outdoor lights if you can, mm -hmm. because the less light pollution, the more lightning bugs, mm. and. uh Leave some tall grass if you can uh -huh. for them. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, there are cities that in sub suburbs and subdivisions you live in that they'll, I don't know, they'll send you to homeowner jail if you don't cut your grass. But there are places where you can, you know, sometimes sneak some long grasses in, especially if you plant wildflowers in amongst them and go, it's a prairie garden, and they, they might leave you alone. Maybe. Plant plant things <laughs> that are good for the butterflies and the like, oh, yeah. and, and um, things that will encourage the bees, you know, yeah. which are so important. Um, you know, or even um, other things that you could do is 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 thinking about um, maybe organizing an event to clean up a local nature spot that you know 
like I, I'm always going with a garbage bag <laughs> out to my forest here and yeah, you know, and yeah. cursing under my breath people who litter, but um <laughs> you know, yeah. don't don't litter in the forest that's protected by a witch because you might get hexed. You will get hexed. <laughs> it could happen. It yeah. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm but I mean remember all those thing. all those ticks I keep talking about? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. Ticks. Yeah. Poison ivy. Could happen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. these are ways that we can honor nature as well. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, you know, make sure gloves, long, long pants, good boots, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Snakes. Yeah. Don't I? I know that they they make these these hiking sandals. I know that, but they're not always appropriate. So please, please wear boots. We've already had a couple of people around here get bitten by copperheads, which is not fatal, but it's not pleasant either. Yeah. Um, so you know, keep that in mind. I always garden with gloves, even if it's in my yard, because I know that you know the woods are just a few feet away. Yeah. And they they like gardens, you know, so wear wear leather gloves, especially yeah. if you're gonna be reaching under things. But well, we have vipers. All yeah. the way. We have vipers yeah, you, here and you, mm. yeah. They're beautiful. But, oh yeah. But they're the, you don't want to be bitten by one, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well heck, timber rattlers are beautiful, but that doesn't mean <laughs> mean you wanna pet them, you know. <laughs> exactly exactly so just be respectful when you go out into nature in the summertime and um you know know your surroundings know your surroundings also, it makes me think that maybe another summer solstice thing to ponder is how do we cohabitate with the animals around us in a way that's respectful to them how do we how are we respectful to the places we're visiting in nature Something that drives me crazy is seeing people talk on their cell phone when they're on a hiking trail. Um, you know, how, how do we how do we honor the trees? Um, how do we honor the bees? Um, and how do we show some? How how are we considerate with other people when we're out in public? Yeah, yeah. Post pandemic ish. Post pandemic, I think that people are feeling a little more agitated and aggravated out there. Um, yeah. So how is it that we can remember that, you know, there are other people around us. So maybe cohabitation is another thing to, that is a good, you yeah. know, be mindful about at this time of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Know, like, but I love that one picking up. I, I, I don't, oh, I could, I, I litter bugs. Why? <laughs> I've, I've watched yeah. people just throw stuff out on the beach and there was one point where I was so close to just picking something up and just going, excuse me, you, you forgot this. You left this behind. Did you need this? But, I, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a wuss and I don't want to start fights with people. Yeah. You don't know. You, you, you don't know anymore if that's yeah. a good idea or not. Right. Like I said, people are very agitated and very... Ugh, I don't know, pent up. Yeah, probably probably not a good idea to confront like individual people. But I I definitely do I will 
pick things up and throw them in the garbage. Like if I have my gloves, um, if I'm specifically going to try and clean up an area, um, and if I can, uh, but I've also, I've made a TikTok um, showing litter and, uh, and, and hexing the person who, who did this littering in my forest. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like, no, you, you, you can, people can, there's no excuse for throwing bottles and trash onto a hiking trail or any, you know, you put it in a bag, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I was, you know, I, 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 I was taught this by my parents. Right. I mean, yeah. that's something I've passed on to my kids. You just don't go and, and, and cause you're going into, into another being's home. Like, this is a home to the animals that you wouldn't go into, to, at least I hope you wouldn't go into another person's house and just throw your trash. No. So, no. I mean, this is another thing. So just, you know, I wouldn't confront anyone, but you know, I'd be like, mm, the closest yeah. I've done to Pox confronting on you. anything anyone in that way is I've picked it up and walked past them carrying it obviously I don't say anything I don't look at them because if I look at them I'd probably say something so I just you know walk straight ahead and put it in the trash wherever it is and you know make it obvious that I am carrying their crap Mm -hmm. and you know but that is as close as I'll do it anymore people are as here in the United States, especially, as Kiki said, people are pretty cranky and pent up and have issues. And I, I don't want to add to that. So, yeah. So circling back to that self-love and self-care, when we take care of ourselves, all of a sudden it feels a little bit easier taking care of our circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And it starts local. It starts internally. Yeah. Yeah. Think globally, act locally. Mm. You know, as above, so below, as within, so without. Those are all intertwined together. And I, I do really like that as as the sun reminds us that you know we are physical living in a physical world. It also is the same sun that everybody else lives under. Mm-hmm. It manifests yeah. differently because, you know, every microclimate is different, you know, and, and someplace like the United States or Canada is there's such big countries that you can't say, well, the climate in this country is blah, 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 because it's got all of these different climactic, um, areas all of these different ecosystems but it's all the same sun and so it is something just like the earth itself that joins everyone together so yeah that's great yeah that's a good way to think of it (laughs) yeah yeah so when this so you know the sun is always there for us the moon is there the stars are the, you know, it's the same sky. It's not exactly the same because of course, what, what you see in the Northern and Southern hemispheres are different, but it's still part of the same biosphere. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we have spoken. If there's anything else you all can come up with to, to talk about this, this is the time because we've, I, we've, gone for an hour and a half so 
What do we have? Anything? I feel like I covered everything. I feel like this was such a magical, you know, reflection on this season and, and the many different ways that it manifests itself. And as always, I, it's just such a pleasure talking with both of you. And it's so inspiring. It reinvigorates my need to, you know, uh, commune with nature. So yeah. thank you. And happy solstice. Thank you. Yes. yes. Happy, happy solstice, solstice to both of you. You know, and for all the, for all the people that are going to be listening, happy solstice as well. And, and, and blessings for the season, you know, mm-hmm. celebrate what brings you joy. Yes. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't forget that self-care. It's mm. so important, especially now, you know, we're coming out of these, well, at least the pandemic part, we're, we're seemingly coming out of that. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Celebrate uh, joy and, 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 and grab a hold of that where you can. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my, my last words of wisdom are, uh, Love yourself, love the earth, love everybody else, love the animals, love the birds, wear sunscreen, and uh, watch out for ticks. So, yeah. <laughs> happy solstice, everyone. Mm-hmm.